What it do? This your host, Big Worm on City Speed Podcast. Podcast. What it do this your host Big Worm on City Speak Podcast. I'm sitting with uh you can't you can't mention Tampa culture right now without uh mentioning QC media right now. I'm pretty sure nobody seen the face of this guy behind QC media, <laughs> but I got my guy J Rod, special guest J Rod in the building. Yes, sir. What's going on with you? Uh you know, behind the media so nobody don't know you give us a intro who J Rod is. Who is J Rod? Me. Pretty much just um, a fan. I'm a fan of Tampa music. I'm a fan of Central Florida music. I started doing uh, music here myself like around 2003, 2004. Uh, we came, we were at South Florida doing music and promoting parties out there. Then we transferred over to doing clubs. So QC, a lot of people uh, know the name QC in mm-hmm. Tampa. You know it as a club promotion, event promotions and stuff like that. Um, but the reason we started it, like Big Chris and Marquise, uh, the reason they started doing it was to kind of help push our own music. Probably seen a big boy that wasn't Phil. Right, because you know when you're doing music, you're begging DJs to play songs mm-hmm. and this, that. So with us, we was like, hey, let's just throw our own parties, and then pay the own, pay our DJs, and mm-hmm. then they got to play what we asked them to play. That's hard. So you see, did music 2003? Yeah. We was doing a lot of local music, like, on the on the on the college scene like at usf so we was doing a lot of things there concerts we did a big concert there with some dudes from ut and we linked up together and did one at the special events center and almost sold it out no headliners just us and I, 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 what is what is the just speaking and like I'm, I'm big on I, I always compare what i go through now my culture now to back then what was what's different from the party and back then to now honestly it's just the the way um, the culture is just different now. In the most clubs, it's almost like you can't have a good time unless you're spending mm-hmm. a lot of money. Yeah, well, you know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. if you regular, you out there living, you you pay your ten fifteen dollars to get in, and you just standing on the dance floor. Then you see the boys over there, they popping bottles, and, and you see the girls looking at the boys over there. So now you feel weird. You you crazy? Like it used to be like back then. It used to just be like you go to the club, you just go to have fun, like Finish to go to party. Yeah, we playing, we playing that good Tampa music. Everybody dancing, girls dancing with dudes, dudes dancing with girls. Everybody just having a good time. Now it's just, it's real clickish, you know, where everybody just hang with who they know, mm-hmm. and you know, whoever's spending the most money is that's, that's the one that's, that's gonna that's, get the attention. That's, really that's what really partying. Yeah, uh, did music. You gotta. What What was your it's my dog's birthday. It's a fucking timeless. <laughs> you gonna hit, you gonna, right now? If somebody birthday, they probably gonna play that song. What what was your? It was made by Scrizzle, Scrizzle, and yeah. what what was your role into? Well, it's my dog's birthday. The role it was actually awesome. It was it's me and uh, yeah, oh. me and B Chris. It's QC Party started song. So basically, how it happened was um, going back again to where we were doing music on campus. Okay, um, we linked up with Stro to do a track when we were out there at USF and mm-hmm. we did that. It was nice. I brought him out to homecoming. He performed it at homecoming. And from there, me and Stro just had a real connection. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so with It's My Dog's Birthday, it was something that Chris used to chant in the club, you know, with, on the mic. He used to do a lot of MCing. So it was just something MC, he was in. Chris yeah, MC? Yeah, like he used to be, he used to be a, a party rocker, man. That's oh, how he got man. started. So it was just like, people was like, dang, that's catchy. You know what I'm saying? Y'all should make that a song. He, 
hit up Stroke and was like, man, I need a beat. Stroke put the beat together. Like, you know how you usually yeah, say that yeah, to somebody, yeah. I need a beat. They be like, oh, yeah, I got you, I got you, I got you. <laughs> Two weeks later, you like, dang, what a beat. But now nah, Stroke was like, literally, like that same week, Stroke was like, how they sound? It was like, yeah, because we wanted it to sound like, we wanted to have that Tampa sound mm-hmm. at the time because we wanted to make sure it was something that. From Tampa. Yeah, we wanted to like pay homage to the city. So is that was that is that the first song of a chart from out of Tampa? Oh shit, I don't know. I don't think I don't know if it charted. Did it chart? I think Buster Wide Open charted. I know that for sure with Lil' Key. I don't I, know I, if I we think, if we was on the chart, boy, I need to check. I don't I think <laughs> I think that song charted. Uh QC Media. What what how long QC Media been out? Like it seemed like right now if you if you was into tune with like internet like IG, it looked like it just started. Yeah, and y'all just popped up with twenty three to twenty four thousand <laughs> followers. How long have y'all been doing QC Media? It's it's a two it's two parts to that. Because mm. one, the QC Media on Instagram did just pop up, like it okay. popped up pretty much in March or April. Um, but what it was was more so just a conversion of what I was already doing on Twitter. Okay, so a lot of the following came from from my Twitter page and you know Chris's Chris's Instagram page, just already, yeah, throwing yeah, yeah. people over there. Saying, hey, this is what we're doing now. Because I was doing, I've been supporting Central Florida, like, rappers at yeah. least since 2010, 2011. Forever. On Twitter. Yeah, like, yeah. a lot of people didn't understand. We had, like, Tampa versus Miami Wars. It'd be all fun. But we had, like, Tampa versus Miami. We'd be like, oh, man, Iceberg ain't better than Tom G. Yeah. That's crazy. I, post, I just posted that on my Instagram. Tom G won. Tom G beat Iceberg in yeah, the versus on. IG. They homies, but Tom killing Iceberg, man. That's that's just that's factual. When, when you go on QC Media, bro, you 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 find a lot of artists. I ain't even know I eat people in time. What 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 is your search process to finding <laughs> these artists? Like, bro, you be finding people. I'm like, how did how you found, bro? Like, man, like I said at the very beginning of the, what we were talking about, I'm a fan. Like, I'm like a super fan when it comes to music, and I think. For me, I've been, like, this isn't my first playlist. Like, I had a playlist of just Tampa rap, like, five years ago on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. So, I've always kind of been in tune with, you know, the different sides of Tampa. And that's kind of how I break it down. Like, okay, who's hot on the west? Mm-hmm. Who's hot out south? You know, who on the springs? And then it's just like a trickle effect. Because you, you start following them on Instagram. And then you see boom, boom, yeah. boom, yeah. So, I'm following, say I'm following BA4MO, so... I go on his page. I see KD Ragu. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me see who this is. I go there. I see Just G. Okay, and then next thing you know, it's like YouTube. Like, like you start out on you one. You start video. searching all kind of yeah. Who this person is? That that's that's very time consuming too, bro. You know, this <laughs> that, whole thing is time consuming. Time consuming. You probably, <laughs> probably got to do a post right now. Man, uh, listen, my girlfriend probably gonna leave me because it's so time. <laughs> <laughs> We so, be busy, man. But you being so in tune with the with the scene of Tampa, who 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 finna blow? Who's next to blow? Right now, I mean the thing, the beauty of, of music is you never know. Like somebody can come and hit a home run, like Ron Dollar did. Mm-hmm. You know, you asked me that question of uh, two months ago. Ron Dollar name might not even Ron come up at yeah, all. Yeah. But you know, he he hit a home run, and now he in that discussion. But um, so you never know. I I just I'm just saying you never know. Never, yeah. But as far as today. People that I'm really high on, um, I'm really high on Taliban Duda, um, T9, Buck Sosa, LA, mm-hmm. Roboy, who signed with Gucci Man. You know, that's a strong five right there. Right, straight out of Tampa. Yeah, all Tampa and all sound different. You know, all of them got different ways, but they all support each other too. And um, 
I was really happy when I saw Robo and Duda chop it up because people have been trying to put them against each other for a long time. But um, and then there's other ones that it's so many it's so many young dudes that's coming up. Uh, some of my favorites when it comes to that is a uh, Puerto Rican dude named Rich Lex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to them. That's yeah. that's the we'll get into it. That, yeah, that's Puerto <laughs> Rican poppy, yeah. man. That's, that's that's Young Drake right there, man. And um, Big Two Ninety coming out the East Side. He's so hard. Yeah, two ninety. Yeah. That's hard. That, that's that's he's so orthodox. Like is unorthodox. Mm-hmm. Is it seemed like he just started rapping, but what he talking about? You like yeah, he really live. What he talking about? And is that is that your favorite part of being on QC Media? Just like discovering like yeah, easily. Like the, I mean, the favorite part in general is just the relationship with the rappers. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of people think they just see the front end, so they just see you posting videos and say, okay, he posting. The video. But anybody can post a video. Yeah. You know, my thing is really, we chop it up in the DMs all the time. Or a lot of them got my phone number. Like, we talking business and just strategy and like, yo, what can you, what you, you know, because I think the thing is they respect the fact that I'm building, like, we building this platform mm-hmm. on our own merit. So it's not like I'm just trying to ride their way. Trying to, like, blow up off of them. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, not yeah. like I'm just saying, hey. All Buck Sosa's people come follow me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, no, like we we try to mix it up and be entertaining with other types of videos and stuff. So I'm trying to bring people in to our culture and our world in Tampa. So mm-hmm. that's why people say, "Well, why do you post Orlando stuff?" I'm like, "Well, because I want Orlando, Orlando to, to see what's see going on what's in Tampa." On, yeah, you know. So I think the fact that the rappers see that, and once we talk, they respect the fact that I'm trying to actually bring some more people to the culture, mm-hmm. and. So yeah, that's my favorite part is just the relationship building, and um, but definitely discovering new guys, d- discovering new artists is definitely a big thing for me because I try to do it every day. I, I try yeah, to find somebody post, new every but day. But you post somebody every day, and I'm like, who the, I'm like, where do you find this guy from, bro? Yeah, and man. Then, and then with the crazy part, we got a lot of un- untapped potential in Tampa. Like a lot of people, you be posting, I'm like, bro, he really jamming. He really jammed. You just don't know nothing about him. Yeah. How, how do how do we what the, what what are we missing for that to happen? Um, platforms like this, um, for one. Um, but there's a lot of things that, and I'm big on I, I'm big on identifying a problem mm. and coming up with solutions. Like you got people that complain, just they're gonna complain forever. Yeah, and then you got other people that see a void as an opportunity. And I think that's where we at right now. The stage we're in is where there's voids that can be filled. So we need platforms like this. We need platforms like the one we're mm-hmm. creating with QC Media that are shedding light on the artists. Um, and also in this, inside the industry, we need more people that are knowledgeable that can maybe be managers. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. that can speak on the behalf of these artists. Because a lot of Tampa's a rough, it's a rough city. <laughs> you know, so a lot of these dudes is street, like really street. So you can't have them talking. To labels directly because it ain't gonna go right you know what i mean so we got we we definitely have work to do when it comes to catching up with other cities like atlanta who have this big infrastructure already in place they can take a rap off the street make them pop a he can pop months. tomorrow because it's like whoop, well here's your here's your graphic designer here's your social media team mm-hmm. here's your you know what i mean your management get you a feature a young thug mm-hmm. and they just pop so we just gotta we just gotta keep building those things and um but it's more uh, for me on my end. What I'm trying to do is just continue to like build name recognition with these guys. Like if I see Roboy say something on his Instagram story, like yesterday, well, like you know, last week, mm-hmm. I posted it, and I'm like, okay, there's people that don't know who Roboy is yet. Yeah. 
But now they see what he said. They're like, dang, he got a good head on his shoulders. Let me go see what robot, who this is. And the more they see that name, now it becomes somebody that's just part of the conversation. Yeah, when they of, think yeah. Tampa, they think Roboy. Mm -hmm. Same with Duda. You see the name, you just see it over and over again. Then that becomes somebody that becomes a household household name for you. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yo, QC Media pages. It's a media page. Why? Why? Even when you do it, you always like, damn, I don't like posting stuff like that. Why do? Why do you? not post that negative energy that propaganda when you know it's gonna bring attention it's gonna bring that energy that 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 fan base is gonna follow why why don't post it to even get more big yeah i mean that's the that's one of those those constant struggles you're always gonna have when you have a page like this because i think any creator knows it's like it's like a joke like comedians mm -hmm. like a comedian you know that joke you can tell that's just gonna spark <laughs> everything but your moral compass is like is this is this really what I want to put out there? You know, and it's just, it gets to a point, like there's a balance. Like sometimes if I see something, I can get a laugh out of it. It's funny. I, I you know, I'd be like, well, whatever, you know, I'll <laughs> post it. I'll take the, I'll take the heat. But if it's something that's just like, it's just gratuitous violence. Like they got, you know, people be posting grown men. I don't mm -hmm. mind kids. You know, there's kids that's running pages and they want to show yeah. kids fighting all day. That's fine. But grown men, like, I don't feel comfortable posting a 14-year-old, two 14-year-old girls fighting each mm -hmm. other just so other people can be like, oh, Get damn, you see oh, yeah. you see Lanisha getting beat up on, on QC Media? Like, come on, man, because then it's going to blow up, and then you got parents coming to you. Like, bro, like, who are you and why are you posting this? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My name on the page. So it's like, bro, you grown. Like, why are you posting this? And I feel them. I can't, I, what would I say to that? It ain't nothing I can say, but dang, you right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's really just... A matter of trying to find, you know, just being more creative and just trying to get people to appreciate good, clean fun, like good, clean entertainment. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, it's a music page. I don't want it, them to lose sight of that. Like the, the type of followers you get is important, too, because yeah. if you get people that just come to see ignorance, then That's when you post the music, they just gonna scroll right yeah. past it, you know. So it's like, well, this ain't nobody getting ahead. <laughs> but so let me just go till until he get to the next post. So I want to make sure. That we're bringing in people that actually want to be engaged with what the the like the core of the page is supposed to be. So, you know, you I, there definitely are ways to get more followers that I don't do, but hopefully over time we just kind of build that culture where people get out of the whole, especially black. You know, us being black, yeah, yeah. like we got to get out of that whole mind frame of seeing each other get harmed and thinking that's entertainment. That's not entertainment, bro. Like that's. Like find something else to be entertained by, and we just gotta reprogram ourselves. You you posted uh, DJ Turn Taliban Duda was on live for you. The conversation is so uh, prominent in our in our Tampa culture period. Why why do I don't know you they, go check it out on the page what they were talking about. <laughs> why do why do you why do you think it's hard for our artist that's popping a little bit to get booked in our city? I think it's. Or, or even you want to like what he asked for, what he asked for was way less than what somebody wanted to give him. Why why you think it's like that? I mean the the my vantage point on this is a little bit unique because I started out as an artist, mm. but I also <laughs> literally lived in a house with promoters and DJs. Okay, so I see both sides of it, and the one missing element that nobody really discusses is the fans, because mm. a promoter wants to make money. So if, if they can pay you 
$3,000 and they know they're going to get their money back, they'll do it all day. Gotcha. You know, but the problem is sometimes when we do a local show, you promote it and then the people don't show up. It make it look bad on a local artist because especially if it's a, a bigger local artist. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing a show for somebody that got two hits in the club and you can't get people to pay $20 to come see them them perform, and it's like, well, if they not gonna come pay to see him, why they gonna pay to see this young dude that ain't, you know may not have anything that we playing in the club right now? So it's it's just that that that's the where the disconnect is to me, is where the artists got to understand that the promoters want to make money. It's not. It's literally. I saw somebody say, "Oh, they don't have the money to get. They, they got the money." <laughs> you know, even if five or ten promoters got to come put together their money together, they can book you for a show. But the thing is, you book a hot boy right now for fifteen thousand. The city of Tampa gonna say, "How much? I don't care how much it costs. Mm-hmm. I'm in the thirty dollars. Cool. It's gonna be yeah, people no. at the door saying, I ain't trying to wait in line. I got a hundred for you right yeah. now.' You know what I'm saying? So that's what drives the demand. It's like I know they gonna act like that for hot boy." We got to get the city to to act like that for the all artists. You know, they got we got to get in. I saw um, Buck Sosa and Tay Bay had a show. Um, I was surprised by long. that. It was packed out. Yeah, I was and, surprised. And that's a big W for the city. And that's why I was I was you know I even I even promoted it on the page a little bit. I'm like, bro, we got to do this. Like these are two of the biggest artists in mm-hmm. Tampa. If we can't pack out a club in a limited capacity time, then we in trouble. What what does what 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 do an artist and the promoters have to do for the temple to buy in to go and wanting to go see an artist? We just have to kind of build. I think we just have to keep building these artists up outside of just the music. Like we got to get people in touch with who they are as people, mm-hmm. so they can they don't feel weird supporting. Because a lot of people feel weird supporting somebody from the city that they may not know about you know know you from the city yeah and then it's like again it's like i'm making you rich Mm. you know what i'm saying (laughs) which is a crazy way to think but that's how people are it's like bro i'm making you rich we i know they paying you four five thousand for a show we probably trying to if you try to we probably trying to hit the same females you know what i'm saying so now i'm making you rich i ain't got no money i just spent my last 50 to come see you you know what i'm saying so we got just got to get out that jealousy and just just understand that these boys, especially when they get artists, especially when they get big, they're going to get out of the way anyway. Mm-hmm. These boys going to be out of town half the time. They're not going to be competing with you, you know. And the more people that we have successful in Tampa, the better it is for you if you're trying to be an artist. You're trying to be anything because when they come back to Tampa and they're bringing money back, you see all these boys getting jewelry and all mm-hmm. that. If they go into Tampa Jewelers, that's money coming into the city. Money just circulate throughout the city. Yeah, so people just got to, you know, get off of that. But the main thing is I do think, you know, a lot of it is just building, like, name recognition. Um, I know I talked to Buck, and he was like, man, it was people that just know the song and didn't even know my name. And that's mm-hmm. the same thing I could relate mm-hmm. to because I used to be in the club, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> when the song was playing. Don't you know him? Yeah. And, you know, one person would be like, yeah, that's him right there. And they'd be like, no, stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> like, he don't even look like no rapper. What you talking about? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So I feel them on that. So it's it's everybody else's job to just kind of build that recognition with these artists so people can get in touch with them and, and kind of get that connection with them. Like I said, with Tay Bay, I feel like he should have 100,000 followers because he's an entertaining dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's entertaining. He got music. You know, so we just got to get behind these people and, and support them in ways that, like, the major labels see because they looking at followers and all that. It's not the 
the end all to be all for everything, but they looking and they like, dang, you supposed to be the hottest man in your city, but you ain't, you know, it's girls on Instagram in your city that got more got more followers than you. Right, 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 right. But we got a Temple has a very stiff. We like it's just tough, gritty like crowd when it comes to the culture. Uh, you posted. Uh, what is his name? Saucy Santana wanted to do a song <laughs> with Buck and Tay Bay. Yeah. And I cried. I, I fans went in. I'm looking in the comments. I'm like, they went with it. Well, what's your take on that? Because me, I'm going to tell you, me, if I, me being from Tampa, it looked crazy. Oh, real. Like, mm-hmm. nah, we not, we not finna do that. But me, podcast media person, we might got to make that happen. <laughs> we might got to, that, that's a big look, bro. Got almost a million followers. What's, what's your take on it? I had to sleep on it, quite honestly. Like, the first night, and that's the beauty of doing the page, is, like, I can just post it and just let it be. Mm-hmm. I don't have to give my opinion. I just post it and sit back and watch and see what people are saying. But as an artist, especially coming from Florida, like, I can understand not doing it, you know, just for the fact that you've been grinding your whole life, you know, to get to a certain place. And with that, you built a certain brand and a certain reputation. And it it could be risky. You could literally be risking everything you've built up to that point. Yeah. Just for some followers and some fans that may not may not stick. They may be there for that one song and then that might be it. Uh so I get that. And then on the other side, I get it if you wanna do the song with them and you know, and you just don't care, like at the end of the day, you are comfortable with who you are. You make your music and it's just music. You know what I'm saying? So if he not coming on the record saying anything out outrageous, yeah, I think that would have been the crazy part, bro. If he would have, I think his verse should have got done first. Oh, we got to clear the track two or three <laughs> times before before we drop it. That's for sure. Like you're not finna you're not finna surprise me when I hear it on Spotify. <laughs> and you talking crazy? Like nah, we can't do that. But um, uh, but listen, I like I I talked to a few people and I was like, you know, just be respectful and. Take it as a compliment. That's, and that's what Tay Bay said. I posted Tay Bay's video mm-hmm. when he was talking about it. And he, he handled it perfectly to me. He just was respectful uh, of old boy. And, you know, he took it as a compliment. And he said, you know, down the road. Right right now, he's trying to get it on his own 10 yep, toes. Yep. Like, and ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, and he said, down the road, maybe we'll do something. Yeah, like I, I, I said in my story, I was like, Drake, you know, kind of did a song with Big Freedom, yeah. you know, and but Drake's in a different place in his career where it's like he won't get that backlash. Yeah, to, yeah. he know he gonna get that boost from that community, and he's yeah. already big enough to where it's like anybody that's saying anything negative is gonna be like whispers in the crowd. It ain't gonna be nobody loud enough to tear Drake down. So. Um, but it was a fun day. I mean, I, I think both of them should just be, you know, thankful for the stimulus because I know both of them probably got a few hundred followers mm-hmm. just off the post. That's free promo. Um, but, you know, you don't have to do the song. Buck been begging JT to do a song for two years. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. And she ain't did nothing in verse yet. So just because somebody wants to do something with you doesn't mean you're entitled to do it. But you just be respectful. And if they really want to do it, they, they yeah, make show it that money and we yeah. see what happens. Then you got to make a decision. Gotcha. QC tournament, well, last year, earlier nah, this, this year, year. Yeah, earlier right this year, earlier this year, you came out QC tournament. Before we get into the tournament, what what is it like? What was the process of like artists? Like, damn, why was I left off the list? What what was that like? I know you had a. Would you find a lot of artists? I know a lot of artists. Like, damn, why didn't I make the list? For sure. So the way it was, and it was done like this on purpose. Um, 
because in my opinion, it's not too many people that could put the tournament together mm-hmm. and then still, you know, and do it right. I think Tom G could have done it because he has a massive following and a lot of people in the city follow him. But it's a handful of people. So we wanted to do it. Chris came up with the idea. He wanted to do a tournament um, just to kind of give people something to talk about while we were sitting at home. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no party. In, like this one was really locked down. So it wasn't no, Chris it wasn't no fake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chris a genius. One thing about Chris, he, he, he come up with ideas. And what makes him special is he he's not one of the people that just sits on the idea. He going it's kind of like how Master P was back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like he's just gonna do it, and See, if it don't work, it don't work. But it's the next idea coming. Gotcha. So he wanted to do a tournament, but when he posted it, like he ain't say nothing to me at first. He just posted it, <laughs> and I hit him up. I was like Chris, you gotta let me, <laughs> you gotta let me kind of quarterback this because I don't want it. people already. Some of these boys already don't like you. I don't want nobody <laughs> to come to the club try to shoot nothing up. So let me let me help you with this. Uh, so what we did was um, it was by nomination. Mm-hmm. So Chris got twenty five at a time, like twenty five thousand followers. Nominate the rapper that you want on it. We'll take those nominations. Whoever get the most nominations, whatever, we'll put them in the pot, and then we'll see them from there. So the people that weren't on it, it was because not one, not one of their friends or homeboys or fans put their name. Mm-hmm. on that comment list like this was two weeks before we actually did the tournament so it was there for a minute that'd be a, i ain't know that I, yeah. I really thought you guys just like Mm-mm. we didn't we didn't say hey here's our favorite 36 rappers like because it was few people on it that i had never heard of before at that time i hadn't heard of rich lex at that time mm-hmm. but so many of his people came to his page came to the page and was like yo rich lex got me on it rich. so i listened to the music i was like dang chico nice he are yeah yeah he are well uh when you seen the list of the thirty two, did you already knew like Tom was gonna win this? Um, I didn't know for sure if he was gonna win because I just it. I think again, it's going back to who follows Chris's page, and that mm-hmm. that crowd is a little you know mature. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was thinking probably Tom G or Buck Sosa because you know they're kind of in that same crowd that goes to QC parties. Mm-hmm. You know, like if it was a younger kid that did the pay did the tournament. And most of his followers was people that was around Duda and T9. Those two could have probably, probably had yeah. the most votes. Because it was based on votes. Mm-hmm. So you would have to go to the Instagram story and vote. Like we, well, the way we did it though, we wanted to highlight the music. Like we weren't just trying to get no cloud or nothing like that. We were trying to highlight music. So I would post a video of each rapper. So if it was this rapper versus that rapper, I would make one video with like both of their music on there so you could listen to their you song. See who that person, mm-hmm. so you can check out their music. Yeah. yeah, so it was, again, even back then, it was, the whole thing was about building the recognition with these artists. So getting, so getting Tampa people to get familiar with supporting and listening mm-hmm. to artists out loud. Like, it's okay to say you're a fan of Road Boy. It's yeah. okay to say you're a fan of LA The Goat. Don't say it to your homeboy. Say it out loud. <laughs> You know, and that's the only way they're going to get outside the city is if y'all know how to support them, you know, vocally. So, yeah, we just put it together. And the seating part was probably just the where we had the most control, Okay, you know, because, I mean, that's, you know, we just wanted to be respectful of, you know, people that have been putting in work and, you know, guys that deserve to be, you know, because people from outside the city were looking. Like, we had mm-hmm. DJs from West Palm Beach that was like, yo, I'm locked in. DJs in New York, we locked in, trying to see what's going on in Tampa. Because, again, 
that's the good part about QC is like we've been doing parties so long they, that they it's connected. Probably the most connected thing in Tampa. You know, so it's like it, people. It's not like we just doing this for the internet. Like no, there's DJs that we went to school with and that that's now prominent in Atlanta. You know what I mean? Prominent in New York, LA. Like these are people that we're trying to introduce to the music. So it was a good look for for the city in general, but we had to do it. You know, we couldn't just throw it together. We wanted to make sure it looked as good as possible. You know you're gonna make some people upset, but so, <laughs> so what you gonna be, do? Who who you think profited the most from the tournament? Um I don't know. I can't I don't know who really profited. I think honestly, the the most beneficial part of it was artists finding out about finding out about other artists. Cause a lot of these guys, I think I talked to LA and he was saying how like Tay Bay didn't really know his music was like that. Like he didn't know LA the GOAT was like really snapping like that. Oh man. You know, so after the thing, I think they ended up doing some stuff together. They still teasing the eight bands yeah. remix. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He gonna tease that to no end, but yeah, but we saw a lot of stuff like that. Like Jit Swift and Chief's Boss Man, they ended up doing a freestyle battle during the tournament, mm-hmm. which was probably like the highlight of it for me because them boys really started rapping. And like people were like, like Cheeks is a different kind of dude because he kind of stayed within his circle mm-hmm. in the city. So a lot of people know the name, but they be like, ah, oh, he just be hanging with his people. Yeah. But Cheeks is really perfectly fine with working with other artists, you know? And I think the fact that they saw him do the rap with Jit Swift and then after that was done they did a song together yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. They did, so they yeah. did it I think they released it on SoundCloud but they did a song together and then it was like okay people start and even then Cheeks also did a live with um Y Smooth and Roboy mm-hmm. and literally that same night they both they all in the studio together I could see that cause him, him being that made him tangible cause usually you see him either with big yeah. Future or Zoe Dollar, so you be like, nah, he out of here. You can't really just reach out to him. It's like high school, yeah. you know. Yeah, so yeah. like the popular kid, yeah. like man, I ain't gonna <laughs> try to talk to them. They over there doing their thing. They got big money, and you know. But no, so once you had that one conversation, though, it's like, oh nah, he regular. He just, you know, he making his moves the way he make them, but he regular, and and I it just bridged a lot of gaps in the community. And I think that was I don't so I don't know if I can say one particular artist benefited the most, but I think everybody kind of, you know, got some exposure. got to res- yeah some respect for each other because when you're running your own race, a lot of times you're not paying attention to who in the lane over to the mm-hmm. left and to the right. But when you actually sit down and, and listen to the other artists, it's like okay, I'm not the only one snapping. Here. But um, the one person that did get a lot of attention, especially early, was on uh, uh, Pyro the Poet. I was going to say that uh, y'all y'all turned me on to Pyro the Poet. Two way G, he he with Red Slash. Mm-hmm. He they, I listened to both of their music. I'm like, I ain't even know they were from the city, because it's a whole different world, like that, like that area. Like we don't really be over there like that. So Pyro the poor hard, yeah, she she hard, yeah. Pyro big, like when you talk about, and I I didn't say her name when we was talking about next to blow, but she definitely on that list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, she yeah. definitely on that list. Who who? Controversial question. Who your who your top five in the city? <laughs> It's not, I mean, for me, it's easy. Easy? I mean, because Tom G gave me the caveat that I don't have to mention his name because he's already a legendary He's already status. legendary. So that takes one spot away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to say Tom. <laughs> um, so, I mean, right now, I would say it's, um, and it's hard to say five. I can say six. 
I was gonna I was gonna put ten. I'm like, that's too easy. Give nah, me, I'm not. Gotta, yeah, don't do me ten. But I think six is pretty in no no particular order. I think you gotta have Tay Bay, mm-hmm. um, Buck Sosa, yeah. uh, L.A. the Goat, um, and then Taliban, Duda, T Nine, and Roboy. That's the six to me. That's my starting five and plus one. Like that's that's a hard because all of them. And and the reason I say that is because all of them, it's not just music. I think that's where a lot of artists get confused, where they just think, oh, they music ain't this, that, or the other. It's not just music. It's where are you in the race? You know, and Mm -hmm. right now, those guys are at that point where they just need more of a push from us. Like Buck Sosa, he signed with 300 ENT. L.A. The Goat, you see him talking to Jermaine Dupree and them all the time. So you know he got something up his sleeve. (laughs) Roboy, he signed with Gucci Man. Duda, he got a situation. He, um, I think I, I previewed a song he had with Don Cannon, which was mm. a big producer in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know he got something up his sleeve he ain't telling us about. Uh, T9, <laughs> you know he got, T9 got probably the biggest fan base in, out of any artist in Tampa right now. Yeah. So all of those guys, they're not just doing the music, they're doing everything else that's going to put them in position to, to get outside the city as well. So that's why those are the people that I named. That's why I can, I can, I can go at that. Yeah, and they hard too. They ain't like they music. Oh yeah, they're not ain't, even ain't, no. They ain't hard no too. bad stuff. Nah, these boys hard too. coming. I'm not gonna name nobody that's trash. I'm sorry. How no do you little feel punks. about the? You know, I, I travel a lot. I be in Atlanta, Miami, and I listen to the radio a lot. I listen to the radio a lot, and you can you can hear like before I know who before little baby blew up. I heard him on the radio down there. Mm-hmm. I heard a song. I, probably my dog, but this is before we got to Tampa. Like they radio. Them, I'll top of my head, them two radio stations down there, they fuck with their artists. They gonna try to break a art. They gonna, you know, even I was listening to a DJ Khaled uh, interview. He said he used to get suspended from the radio station because he used to try to break local artists on because this is what the streets listen to. Yeah. Why don't you think, why why don't our local radio stations do that? Um, I think it's twofold. I think one is we don't really have any true hip hop stations. Ninety four point one, like they call it the party station. Like it's literally not classified as a urban radio mm-hmm. station. They just happen to play rap music because that's what's popular right now. Um, and then ninety five point seven, like I was around when that station got created, mm-hmm. and I had so I had high hopes for it because of the, some of the DJs that they were bringing in, but their structures almost like R and B and classic mm-hmm. hip hop. You know what I mean? That's what they've gravitated towards. So we really just don't have like that real radio station like the ones in Atlanta. Like my my friend Ferrari Simmons, he works at ninety four point five Streets mm-hmm. in Atlanta, and he's got the the free reign to to play music that's from the city that may not have major label backing and stuff like that. Whereas in, in Tampa, the only time they really can play music that's not force fed to them from the labels is in the mix show. And even then, I think they know that their crowd, the people that listen to the crowd aren't really tuned into the streets like that. So they just they just don't really play it. And then last is um, a lot of the radio personalities, and, and it's no disrespect to them, but a lot of them aren't even from here. So, I, damn. so they don't not know that. really know the culture of Tampa. Like they basically came for a job. It's like if Amazon hired me to work in Seattle. You, you know, doing your job. I go there. Yeah, I'm doing my job. I'm playing records. I don't. I'm not in the streets of Seattle to find out what's jumping. Like, so that's that's really a disconnect. And again, it's nobody's fault. It just is what it is. So I appreciate um, 
people like Babs, and I think David Rolando, he's trying now to, mm-hmm. to kind of get connected with what's going on outside of the Ebor City crowd. You know, <laughs> you know, do, you don't do and, cater to them. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> he do cater to them. But that's what pay his bills, you know what I'm saying? So I can't knock it, but I do see him making the effort with the IG lives and, and stuff like that to try to get connected to the Tampa, to, to the Tampa culture and to the sound and, and just the different artists. It's not easy to do. You know, but the only way you can do it is to start. Like, you got to jump into it, you know, get to know one artist. And then from there, you can get to know another one. And hopefully we get to a point where the radio stations can, I don't know, where the DJs maybe can just have a little bit more power to play some records, you know. And I, I, I do feel like we got the artists that can be on the radio. Oh, they for got sure. Track that could be on the radio. Listen, Roboy, that Roblox Groove was one of the hardest songs I've heard, period. Like, when it comes to just the mainstream appeal, mm-hmm. like, that song... Before he got signed, I, that was the number. That was my track one on. I, I have a, a playlist on Spotify and Apple yeah. called "All Eyes on Tampa." That song was number one on there for a reason. Like I just knew that that song to me should be out of here already. Yeah. But who's playing it? You know, it's it's it's, a, it's sad. But he's going to get played on Atlanta radio way faster before he gets played on Tampa radio, Which and it's unfortunate. Super crazy. I need to look into how to make a radio station, man. I need it. We do need I'm to get on the ass. I'm telling you. Like, we, we certainly need representation. Like, because it's so much music that could get played. Eight bands don't get played on the radio. Yeah, sure. Eight bands one of the hardest songs. And in, in, people are listening to eight bands in Texas yeah. right now. But see, I don't think Two, two Step might have been on the radio or something. I'm not sure if that was got rotation. Say, I want to say it. So I heard also Tampa. I think I heard that in the mix. I think they throw a Tom G song in it. Tom G should have his own station. Mm-hmm. He should get a, a, a 95.7 need to point out. They need to get the Tom, man. He need his own segment on that, man. Really do. I mean, because other, other cities do it. Other cities let celebrities have their own hour, two-hour segment. Like, I don't know what the disconnect is as far as Tampa, why we can't do it. Because the little, little do they know that would bring a lot of traffic to the, to the station. A lot of traffic. Because radio stations have power. Like, you see what we trying to do. We happy when somebody get 5,000 views. Yeah. On the radio station, you getting 50,000, 500,000 people listening to that song as soon as you play it. So it's power in the radio still. They just not exercising it to, you know, for the greater good of the city. They need to tap in. They need to tap in. Uh, I am a show full questions. Uh-huh. What's the biggest challenge you didn't face? In regards to what? I asked two. I, what's the biggest challenge you faced in life? Okay. And I say with the media page. In life. Dang, I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I don't know. Because I think from birth, like, because originally I'm from Orlando. So I was born on Mercy Drive in Orlando, which is like the project. Mm -hmm. And from there, we lived in Pine Hill. So. Like, I've had challenges all my life, but it's like when that's just your norm, you don't really yeah, think yeah, about it. That's life. And then other stuff that comes up after that, it may be a challenge, but you don't even... Yeah, I ate cereal for dinner. Like, so, <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? So, what what is really a challenge? Um, so, I have to get back to you on that one. Gotcha. But as far as with the media page, um, the biggest challenge is just trying to make sure everybody's happy. You know, it's a balance with these artists because, you know, my DMs are flooded with people. Oh, post me. Post people, mm-hmm. and like I have to tell them, like, bro, I, I'm not going to post 500 people at once because one, I can't do it. 
because if you see how I post, I do some graphic stuff with the post. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm not just, just yeah, I'm not just ripping it off your page and then putting it on mine. I'm trying to make it look professional. Mm-hmm. So that takes some time. And two, I don't want to flood the page because then it's too much. It's just like not a, not enough. So if I put a hundred rappers on the page today, and all of y'all have a minute video, that's a hundred minutes. People, you want people to spend a hundred minutes on my page listening to artists? I'm not even gonna do that. Yeah. So I want to make sure everybody's getting a fair like shake, and that's why I only post like three, four, five music videos a day because I want to make sure those artists get the light yeah. yeah and i don't want it to be dead after tomorrow like mm-hmm. if somebody comes to the page every, every other day i don't want them to have to scroll for two minutes to find you know what was on there yesterday gotcha what's the biggest lesson you done faced in life um one lesson and i think that pertains to what we do what we're doing here and what you're doing too is just believe in your ideas gotcha. like when you have when you have ideas I think by nature, I'm someone that has self-doubt. Like, I'm real meticulous about things. And I'm like, well, if so-and-so, like, that's why when I was doing music, that's why I stopped doing music. Because I was like, well, if Tom G's from, like, if Tom G's, like, literally from here, and he's not a millionaire doing his music, what makes me think I'm going to do it when I'm living in this same city? His music's great. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> People love him. There's nothing I can do that he can't do, you know what I'm saying, to to blow up. So, like, that's always been something that I dealt with, like, just thinking too much, overthinking. Gotcha. Uh, and in life, especially now, where things come and go so fast, you should just do what you believe in. Like, if you got an idea, put it to, put it to paper, put a plan in place, and, and make it happen. See what it do. Yeah, so, like, you did with, with City See Speaks. It. It's like, yo, I'm, I'm going to just jump in and... We can we can adjust on the fly, well, we figure, you know, out, and, figure what. But it's best to get on it's best to get on the field and just do it, you know, and learn. And so that's something I'm still even now like learning and battling with every day. Gotcha. What's the, what's the best advice you done got received? Best advice I've received. Hmm. Um, it kind of goes hand in hand with what we just talked about. Just. Just to like the best thing somebody told me is just like believe in myself, like believe in what I do. Like I've been like when we started the the QC media page, like I said, I've been doing similar stuff on Twitter for years. Um, but I never was like I didn't come to Instagram because I was like, well, like, well, I'm going to have to start all over. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's like I'm coming out of the blue. Out of the blue. Like, who is this? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So people like I'm like people might resent the fact that I'm coming here trying to do this. And then you got other people that have been doing the same thing that you're trying to do. And they might look at you like, well, why you think you can do this if, you know, if we ain't been able to pop it mm-hmm. off? Um, but, you know, the main thing people just say, don't care. Like, you gonna, people that are going to rock with you are going to rock with you. Yeah. If you solid and you just doing things from the heart, like, everything that I do is with a genuine heart. Like, I genuinely want to use this platform to help. It ain't about me doing nothing or me getting. I was cool with people not knowing who I was. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like you said, like I was cool. The only reason I I felt like we should put a name to it is because when you're dipping into these guys' lives, mm, they should know who's yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about it. You know what I'm saying? So if I post Duda and and um, Turn talking about something, they should know who's posting it. Mm. I know who they are. You know, they should be able to look and say, oh, "Okay, that's J Rod doing yeah. that." 
You know what I'm saying? So then they can judge me or feel however they feel, but they know who they can contact if they got issues. But yeah, like just just do everything um, with a genuine heart and believe in yourself. Gotcha. What's the worst advice somebody can give you? <laughs> worst advice. <laughs> I'm gonna try to keep it PG, so I'm gonna make something. <laughs> <laughs> this this city speak, man. This city speak podcast, man. Nah, but nah, I was just joking. I don't know. I haven't really. You know what's funny with me is like I'm all I'm that person that knows a lot of people, but I don't really have those close close relationships with people to the point where we having these deep conversations. A lot of conversations I have are surface level. With people, there's only a, a literally like people I've grown up with like for 15, 20 years that we really have deep combos with. So, I mean, as far as worst advice, I honestly don't know. And I know I'm, I'm cheating right now. I'm trying to think, man. Worst advice. Somebody that gave you worst. Somebody that told you to man. do this and it was stupid. Oh, man. I don't know, bro. I don't know. Okay, another question. What is it like being... Like you can't mention Tampa and not mention QC. They, they, this a big staple in Tampa. Like, what is what is it like being a part of that? Um, it's cool. It's cool. Like honestly, and I think this is kind of how I stay current. Is like I really don't live in the past because mm. I know like everybody's starting point changes every day. So a lot of these kids that I'm talking to now ain't never been to a club. So they may not even know QC. They might think we QC um, Migos in them. You know what I'm saying? QCP and all them. So it's cool for the people that know what QC stands for. I think that helps us out because they know when when you put that QC name on anything in Tampa, it has a certain, like, there's a certain quality that we like to uphold. So Mm -hmm. if they saw the media page, they know we're not just going to half-ass it. We're going to really try to make this look as good as possible, and we're going to do it the right way. So... It's cool because that's kind of built in. So it makes it easier to build these relationships with the rappers and the artists and the producers because they know we not finna just be out here playing around. And they also know this isn't the end all be all for us. Like mm-hmm. QC, we've been doing stuff forever. So if y'all rock with us, cool. If y'all don't rock with us, cool. Cool. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, this isn't going to make my life. I got a, another full nine to five. We got other ventures. So it's not even about like, business with me it's really just about the the personal relationships that we're trying to build and just trying to use our connections to help you know the city out um but yeah like i said i I do like this like live in the present where i think a lot of people live in the past like i don't talk to these dudes and say oh yeah qc we used to do this and mm-hmm. we do doing i don't i don't i don't i don't know i just look at things like as if somebody was talking to me and i don't really want people talking to me about all the stuff that they done did you know what i mean like I'm big on just what can you what do you for me now? now? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because that's what all these kids really care about. Like, okay, you QC, that's cool. How you gonna help me? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I feel them. So that's that's kind of how I operate. I'm like, shit. Like, you right. Let's get to work. Gotcha. So back to what's the biggest challenge you done faced? The biggest challenge? Um, listening to it sound like just life was just like you say you grew up on mercy. I mean, life just, it's just been, you know, I think I'm one of them people that good things just never happen in, you know, like you, when something good happened, 
you waiting for the bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, perfect. Like, that's always kind of been my life, you know. And not to the degree where it's just, like, horrible. Like, my life is really good. You know what I'm saying? But I've always had that kind of luck where it's like, oh, yeah, this going good. And then, boom, your car. You know what I'm saying? Something like, stupid, damn, man. I just made an extra $2,000. Boom. Here go a bill for 4000 <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's just been stuff like that. It's just like... Whatever, man. You just looking up like, man, you funny. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you talk to God like, man, you a funny dude, man. But all in all, man, I, I'm I'm really a positive person. So a lot of things that come my way, I don't really let just it bother me. Take the punches and keep rolling. Keep moving, man. That's, That's all you hard. can do. That's hard. You know, I was excited to sit down with the QC Media. Y'all show me love anytime I post something. You see, you like it. I love it. Uh, is there anything we didn't touch on you want to touch on or? Thing we missed. Nah, I mean, I can always come back for part two, man. Always, so, I mean, we nah, always here. Nah, I definitely appreciate you having me here, and um, like your platform, I want to just want to say for anybody listening, like this platform is what something that the city needs. Mm-hmm. You know, we need appreciate a place it. where you know people can come have raw, candid conversations, and you get to know people. Like, with, hopefully, you listen to this, and hopefully, you learn more about me as yeah. a person. You know what I mean? And that's the same way we can do with these artists and and um. Everybody, I know politicians, you know, anybody that's in the city uh, of the culture, you know, this is a good way to find out more about them and um, just keep supporting. I appreciate it. And I, I definitely appreciate support it, to the 100. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. QC Media, City Seat Podcast. We out. City Speed Podcast. Podcast.